I am happy to say, everyone, that this episode, the next few episodes, are sponsored by Magic Mind, magicmind.com. This is what you could call an energy drink, but it's really the world's first productivity shot. And if you're looking for a coffee replacement or even something to add to morning routine, this goes with anything. You don't need to remove anything from your routine and you can replace it for anything else that you use to keep you alert. This right here will give you natural energy and it has so many different vitamins and things that are essential to you from organic matcha to echinacea for your immunity, vitamin D, organic ashwanda, and vitamin B complex, turmeric, vitamin C, and so much more. So if you are looking for something to boost your energy, increase your cognitive abilities, and to assist you in being alert and full of energy throughout the day without any of the side effects, go to magicmind.com and check them out there. Hello, welcome everybody. This is Neil with Portal to Ascension. Hope you all are doing beautifully. Just making sure we're good on the stream. We are. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's good to be here with you all going live on Portal to Ascension YouTube and also on our Facebook groups. And today we have an amazing broadcast, which is the second in a series of what I've been doing here on the YouTube channel. And we're bringing back again, Isabel, who's going to be presenting on the Divine Polarity today. So I'm excited for this specific this specific broadcast because this is something that I've been working on with Isabel for the last almost a year now. Actually, it was in November of last year that I started getting into this awareness. And today we're going to be diving into a topic that I wanted to present on Portal Central for quite some time. And I even tried to do things like this around eight, nine years ago, but it wasn't those two reasons. And I shared this before. Um, the collective, I feel, when that I was connecting with maybe wasn't ready for this information. And then I personally wasn't ready for it as well. And after a year of being on this journey of what the divine polarity means, what it means to be a man, what Tantra is, how to feel, what does it take to feel the emotions and the um, to really use your senses in order to feel what it means to be human, right? That's an oversimplification of one of the lessons I'm getting from the Tantra work that I've been doing. After doing all this, I've been realizing that I've been had an opportunity to dive deeper into divine polarity. So today's topic is exploring the dance between the masculine and feminine energies. And I'll just share a little bit about what we're gonna be going over and then we'll just hand it straight over to Isabel. In this enlightening journey, we will delve deep into the intricate dance between the masculine and feminine energies, both within ourselves and in our relationship with others. Join us as we explore the profound connection between the microcosm of the personal interactions and the microcosm of life mastery. The divine polarity is the dance between the masculine and feminine. We unravel the mysteries of these fundamental energies, unlocking the keys to self-realization and harmony. We can learn how to master relationships and can lead to mastering life itself. That's so important. The, an avenue for us to really master life and what it means to be human and how to experience ourselves and achieve you know, a sense of enlightenment really is through relationships, the relationships and the reflections that we have with one another allow us to understand ourselves more deeply to be able to obtain what, you know, all of humanity can obtain. And the reason why we're doing this broadcast is that Isabel and myself are co-producing a retreat in Tulum that's going to be taking place in December. The second week of December is when we begin. And um, I'll share the, the link is already in the description. I'm going to go ahead and share it in the in the chat as well and pin it over there and the retreat is kali level two tantra retreat 
And first of all, um, you do not have to be just a level two practitioner or somebody that has done level one in order to go to level two. The level two one will be a little deeper, an extra day in practice. However, if you have never done never done level one before, you still have an opportunity to um, come to this event. Just know that we're going to be going really deep and it's going to be a hugely transformative experience. So towards the end of this broadcast, we'll go ahead and talk about that. So without any further ado, let's get hand it over to you, Isabel, and um, take it away. Okay. Thank you for having me again. And uh, yeah, today we wanted to talk about clarity as this is a big topic on the Tantra retreat that is happening in December in Tulum. And I think it's very important to understand why we are doing that, why we work with clarity, because it's really, you know, a lot of people think that we just try to somehow I don't know. As a man, a lot of men come in order to to get more women, or a lot of women come in order to be more self, uh, more strong in front of men. Whatever it is, you know, there are a lot of reasons why some someone would join these retreats, and it's really important for me that uh, everybody who's interested really understands that it's really nothing about the relationships that we have. Uh, only about that but much more about okay how can we understand ourselves and the universe through these relationships through polarity so that polarity becomes a beautiful tool in order to in order to understand the macrocosm and what i mean by that is that we tend to live in maya in the illusion of self and this illusion of self means that we believe that this me is just me and there's nothing else that is connected to me. And I guess everybody who's watching this has a little bit more of an idea that we are all connected in some way. And as long as we just talk about it, we might understand it with our mind, but we don't feel that to be true. And we really want to get to that point where we feel that to be true, where we can see that everybody around us is a mirror. And that if we understand how to master these mirrors or how to work with these mirrors, we also start to understand life itself. We also understand how to master life as soon as we understand how to master our mirrors, right? And there are two specific points I want to get into in order to make it more understandable. And the first point is that we work with this polarity in Tantra because in Tantra, we love intensity and we love to go where there's a lot of trigger points and where there's a lot of trauma, right? That's where we want to get into because that's exactly where we have to look into in order to become more free because we want to use Tantra in order to get liberated from our limited self in order to expand. So we actually have to look at the things that keep us small, that keep us uh, in that place where we cannot expand. And that is exactly why we love to dive into everything that, that makes us contract, because that's a sign for there is something for me. There is a lesson for me. And the most of these trigger points are actually in polarity. Because there are so many pain bodies from the feminine towards the masculine and so many pain bodies from the masculine towards the feminine. Huh? So much anger because of the treatment of the mother or the treatment of the first girlfriend and the other way around, right? So there are a lot of deep triggers and also in sexuality. We don't even have to work with sexuality itself. We just have to work with polarity because 
what is really triggering in sexuality are actually the moments of intimacy and, and how to get there because that's what we all long for, right? So we can already work with that intimacy with just polarity practices. So we want to get into everything that is intense, right? And where there is the potential for expansion. And what I also want to want to just focus regarding that is that a lot of times we become very sleepy and we know that there is something that doesn't quite feel right in interactions with men, in interactions with women. And we, we tend to just repeat the same patterns. We tend to repeat the same things uh, that on the outside are the same character types, just in different bodies, right? Because there is something for us that we don't want to look at. So in this sleepiness, we want to overcome. We want to wake up and we want to look at the things that are repeating itself because there's a lesson for us. And we want to look at it in order to upgrade ourselves to a higher understanding of how things actually work together, of how we can become more liberated in the in the relating sense. And by that, we might slowly, slowly come closer to that idea of how things work above relationships. And in order to understand that a little bit better is to just look into the qualities of the feminine and the masculine. And to first really get into the baby shoes again and be like, okay, I'm a man. I have this, this, these genitals that are different from a woman's genitals. What are the qualities of that? Because there's so much shame there, right? And we just want to look at the qualities of how does it feel if I actually really express that fully? How does it feel like if if I'm letting go of fear and I show myself fully as a man in front of a woman? Can I do that? Or does there fear come up? Is there shame? Can I stand with that? Can I look at that? And how do I actually work in the most beautiful way with that machine that I have as a masculine embodiment? So to, to first look into, and, and also from the feminine side, I have these breasts, I have uh, like... A yoni, right? Like how how do, do I use it in the most comforting and supporting way? How can I use it for my power, but a power that is not connected to my ego, but much rather to a higher good? Like how can I use it in the most supporting way for for the wholeness of everything? Right? And what fear what kind of fear comes up if, if I show myself as a woman in front of a man? How much can I let go? How much do I hold back because of triggers, because of fears? And to really to really learn again what beautiful benefits are there of, of being feminine, of being masculine. And, and also to see how we can support each other, to bring each other deeper into these beautiful benefits, right? And not only in the in the flesh sense, not only in the flesh sense of I'm having these genitals, you have these genitals, but much more in an energetic sense. How can I, as a man, show up energetically to bring this woman deeper? And why why should I in the first place? To really learn about what what does it do to me if I bring a woman deeper as a man? And to see what happens if you actually stand in that masculine expression and just see what happens with the feminine, where she gets beautifully into her feminine qualities just by you really being there, by giving her that safety to really open up. 
So if we hold each other in a safe space of feminine and masculine energies, what can we create? And what happens with us? Huh? To really go really deeply to these very pure expressions of energy together. And then also to see that these different qualities, and I think that's really important to share, is that, yes, we have both energies within ourselves. I think that's what everybody knows. We, both, we have both feminine and masculine energies within ourselves, but we embody one. So a man looks different than I do, right? So there are different qualities in embodiment in between men and women. And there's a certain quality that is easier for the woman to express and there are certain qualities that's easier for men to express and if we allow ourselves to really see that then we can help each other to be even more powerful in our own sense right and not only with partners but with every man we see as a woman with every woman we see as a man so there there is this quality of can i choose to actually use the beautiful energy that i have to empower others into their power because that's actually what we need right now in, in these times, uh, to, to see the potential of each other and to help each other to fully embody that. And then as, as we dive deeper into that understanding, okay, of, okay, there's a benefit of that. And when we look into these qualities of the feminine, which is just like very energetic and very, you know, a feminine is a mystic. Like the, out of the feminine energies can come where the masculine is just like, wow, where did this come from, right? This is completely out of everything logic, uh, logical that I have known. Um, and and for the man to just see that there is so much uh, resistance to actually to, to surrender to that feminine chaos eh? because it's like, oh my God, like this logical sense of A to B doesn't work anymore because she's A, C, D, B, right? So, so she's completely different than anything that you would actually think of logically. And to see that the feminine has a quality of intuitive overview. So she has the quality, if of course, if she allows herself to get into that, she has that quality of, of an intuitive overview and also of, of this destructive force that is destroying things and building things out, like having this creative force within her, which is just like coming out of the void, right? And the masculine has this quality of being able to take this creativity and, and to manifest that in the material world. And to help with logical ideas going from A to B. And to start trusting the feminine with that creative overview, with that, that creativity that spoils out of her. That he starts to listen to that without feeling inferior. But that he can actually start to be like, okay, I'm, I'm trusting this overview that is really intuitive from that feminine. And of course, I'm bringing my own logic in. But I'm trusting this chaos more and more, which is which is an ordered chaos in a sense. And when we dive deeper into that, into all the fears of surrendering to that feminine force, then we also see a reflection of all of the fears of surrendering to life itself. And now we get deeper. Now, now we actually start understanding why we work with polarity and what this has to do with mastering life. 
because the feminine is an expression of what we call in Hinduism Shakti. And Shakti is the energy that is manifesting itself or creating in the wholeness of consciousness, which is called Shiva. Shiva is the all-embracing consciousness that has nothing to do with me or you. We are, we are in that consciousness, right? We are part of it. And it's an all-encompassing consciousness. And this consciousness can just experience it itself because Shakti, the energy, is creating within that consciousness. So Shiva can all only feel himself because Shakti is creating in that endless space. And when we as a man, or when we even, it doesn't even matter if we are man or woman, but if we as, just in regarding this example, if a man cannot surrender to this expressed woman and cannot really align or is afraid of that chaos that is coming out and if the, of this mystery and he needs to stay in that logic that is very often when we cannot surrender to life it's a reflection of not being able to surrendering to life and allowing to use that shakti energy to combine it with the logic and creating from that space to be in a beautiful very tender line of surrendering and being straightforward of penetration of the universe of creating and surrendering that is the beautiful balance that we always want to meet and that is what we learn through practicing in polarity to understand that this is nothing else every relationship is nothing else especially in between men and women than the dance between shiva and shakti so our personal self is the reflection of the whole universe. So Shiva, who's holding the container, and Shakti is able to create within that. If there's no Shiva, no container, Shakti cannot create. She's dissipated like this. There's nothing, nothing wherein she can create. And as soon as there's no Shakti, Shiva cannot feel himself. And that is also true for, for relationships. Huh? Like a, a man very often needs that a woman to feel the intensity of energy that is possible because a man himself cannot create the same energy than a woman. A man can create depth, but he cannot create the same energy as a woman. This chaotic energy that like endless, that, that mystery that is coming out of her. And that is what nourishes at the same time the man. So they need, we need each other in order to feel a depth and the beauty of those two forces coming together. And by that, we are mirroring how life works in general. But that's something that we learn through the experience. And in the beginning, we might not even feel the greater understanding of it. Because we first have to learn in our personal life. Because we first have to learn in the bodily experience to actually start of, start understanding like, yeah, it doesn't really make sense if I resist all of that energy, all of that intensity that is coming my way. But I can actually surrender and stand in my power. So there are so many beautiful learnings that actually, in the first place, teach you about your relationships. But in the second way, they teach you about life itself. And there are a lot of beautiful uh, mandalas 
of the goddesses in Tantra. And very often there's Shiva lying underneath the feet of Shakti. And some some discuss if Shiva is more important or Shakti is more important. It's like, it doesn't really matter. However, what is important is that there are a few comments of that Shiva without Shakti is a dead corpse. And to really see yeah, if, if, you know, if there would just be the container, there would nothing happen within and, and it couldn't experience itself. And that we learn as human beings that, yeah, we actually want to, you know, we don't want to be a dead corpse of, of just being sleepy and observing everything. We want to feel like the fullness and the richness of, of Shakti, like that expression. And we want to grow through it, to experience ourselves. And I think the biggest struggle in that when we practice that is for the woman first to get into that Shakti expression, to really connect herself to that source and to allow herself to let that energy run through. Because there are so many ideas of women to be too much or and it's not allowed to, to, you know, express yourself or maybe it's wrong, you know. And to open the body in a way and to let go of the mind because that's something that's always in the way. To let go of the mind and to allow that energy to come through. To experience for yourself what Shakti means and to be that embodiment of Shakti. And, and then for the men, it's mostly allowing themselves to, to hold space, allowing themselves to hold intensity. Because that intensity is crazy sometimes, right? It's, it's a lot. And to really see like, wow, I can hold that. And even if I do something wrong in between, I can, I can stand for that and I can come back and I try again. It's like, yes, I get, I get a slap on the right side, but I'm standing up and I'm coming back and I'm, I'm trying again. I know that this is a lot of intensity, but I'm ready to master that. Just as we need to be ready in life. We need to be ready in life to do some, some wrong things, to get some slaps and to be like, okay, I, I know that this wasn't get the way I wanted it to be. So I get back and I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm just going into that again. And as men also to allow themselves to to lead even with the possibility that something might go wrong. And to stand for that masculine energy fully, even though they might probably have heard in, in the course of their lives that masculinity is toxic. So how can we use these energies to, to get into the dance of the universe? How can we embody that? And by that, we don't only you know, heal ourselves and get to know ourselves better, but we also heal others, huh? especially as a man, when you know the beauty of, of your penetrative force and of your masculinity, you directly bring healing to any woman that is there. If you're coming from a truthful place and you're embodying that energy for a higher good, not only for your egoistic ideas, but for a higher good, that you stand for that, that you're protective, that you're, you know, that you're there with integrity, all of these things. And even there, we might slip out of it some, from time to time. But this conviction of, I, I want to be that. And for the woman, the same, huh? to, 
to to allow herself to get into that complete unknowingness to allow herself to allow all these crazy emotions that are coming through there's so much potential within that and we just want to learn how to understand each other better understand the greater meaning of that all so that we have actually more like more than with the pain that comes with that sometimes sometimes relationships are painful but instead of seeing ourselves as victims can we see the beautiful potential of that that in every pain there's a there's a lesson and are we ready to take these lessons and that is one one very important thing in tantra we want to to become mature we want to take responsibility for how we show up because that's a very important step to i don't want to call it enlightenment because it's a word that is used so much but it's an important step to get more free of that me thought that i thought and to connect to some higher sense of it all yeah i think for now i'm i'm done with my monologue <laughs> <laughs> maybe <laughs> oh i was just like it was a great monologue <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah maybe you know, maybe you have some specific questions yes let's do it and i'm um, something i want to touch on again and i based on my own experience is you know i'm from india supposedly tantra is from that area right well it is so and even as an indian that grew up with hindu beliefs and you know, and the traditions and culture of India, no one ever told me about Tantra, right? And um, then when I started becoming aware of it, even though I wasn't even closed off to my own heritage, I thought Tantra was just sex, right? And so you said quite a few things here. And well, let me just clarify that a bit, not just like more about sexuality and connection on that level and how we can have... Um, embody what it means to be human through the sense of sexual connection, right? Now, working with you and being deep in this research, I'm realizing it's more about um, connecting to the senses of what it means to be fully human. And definitely, you know, sex is one aspect of many different ways to connect. So I just want to kind of um, speak to those out there because I know that a lot of people that I've met as I've been walking around telling them the work I've been doing, they will say things like, um, like oh they will give me like um, they will raise one eyebrow when I say tantra because they're like oh yeah tantra you're doing some tantra you know what I'm saying <laughs> and they have no idea like I told one of the person that I'm doing a tantra retreat with you and he goes sounds sexy right yeah yeah <laughs> well yeah my response was well it's deep work this is what we're going through so I know that a lot of people out there have a misconception about it. We spoke about it before. Yeah. I don't think we can speak about it enough. So, yeah. before, you know, so what I want to ask you is what I heard you say, take responsibility, becoming mature, healing, right? Those are three aspects that go beyond just what people assume Tantra is. And then also you said bringing healing to men and bringing healing to women. Now, are you speaking specifically about in a relationship and can men bring healing to other men as well by doing this work? And mm -hmm. women as well. Yeah, beautiful. I think um, I want to 
get into the the one of the points first, which is is tantra just for relationships, and, and this is beautiful because that again is this limitedness on how on on structures, right? So a lot of people think, okay, we work with polarity, we lo- we work with the other sex do i need to come with a partner and I mean, it's beautiful to do this work with a partner but in the end it really doesn't matter because it's about energies and it's about the the masculine energy and the feminine energy and it's not and we are not doing any anything sexual in the sense of sexuality that we not so there's not a sexual interaction in that way and you really it really doesn't matter if if this person in front of you is your boyfriend or if it's another man for this work it's really about how you relate to that energy which especially when you have different expressions of that masculine energy you can experience different shapes of it and you might know different things about yourself after practicing with different people so even if people come who are in relationships, they will have to work with other people. And not so much because not so much because it's a must or something, but it's just about this limited idea of I need my partner to experience or like that there is something inherently wrong with experiencing these polarities with somebody else because that is also something Tantra really looks into is how, to what degree do I not look into the truth of that I'm actually probably in contact with different energies every day, even with masculine energies, right? And it's probably also not true that when we say, okay, even though I have a partner, these energies sometimes are interacting with myself. And maybe this kind of energy of the masculine really triggers me much more than the energy of my partner so maybe there's not so much to find in my partner's energy right now maybe i have chosen this partner because it's much easier for me to deal with but the thing i have to look into is actually that energy which which triggers me so it's really not so bad so not so much about the partner that we are it's much more about where can i find growth where can i find something where i know i have something that i suppress something that I resist or something that I feel very attracted to. These are all energies that we want to look into because when we want to become more liberated, more free, we want to focus on these things that don't allow our mind to be free. So that's Mm -hmm. a very important thing. And um, then regarding the other, what was the second thing you said afterwards? I don't know. <laughs> I was lost. I was already was, lost. So well, let me let me circle back to it. So I was asking about what are the he- the properties of healing that you can get out of tantra that goes beyond sexuality and just the one aspect. That was kind of what we're speaking about. Okay. So um, maybe just something that popped up in my head anyway it's that it's really important to understand that sexuality is just one tool it's one tool to experience yourself and as i just said in every corner of our lives there are little tools 
to get closer to who we really are, if we really look into it. And in sexuality, there are just a lot of tools. There are just like a lot of things that are triggering us. That is why sexuality is a good way to figure out a lot of things that trigger us and to see in which ways we don't allow ourselves to show up fully, in which ways we close, in which ways we don't allow intimacy, in which way we don't want to be seen and in which way we don't want to see the other one, in which ways we are still trying to be sleepy, trying to be numb, trying to not look into it. So that's that's one part of it. And then there's another part of it, for example, death. Death is a huge thing where a lot of triggers are. We don't want to look into it. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of, you know, that's also something that's really intense where we can look into. Then And, and then like relationships, there are a lot of triggers. So these are all different tools where we can find areas where we can dive into to actually get deeper into who we really are. And then there's another thing in sexuality that is really important to know and why polarity is also so important. Because when we say, okay, in in Tantra, just through these polarity practices, we can bring each other deeper. That is true. And of course, in sexuality, this, this exchange of energy is much more and much higher and much deeper. So what we can actually trigger in sexuality is the energy moving through our body much quicker than in normal situations because the energy can be like a battery. You know, when these polarities are coming together and we're both in our body, we both allow each other to be fully free with that energy flow. Then we can actually trigger higher states of consciousness because energy goes up, goes into your head, allows your brain to have more capacity to actually be connected to consciousness, right? So that is one aspect where we have a high intensity of energy to get to this this idea of allowing the kundalini energy to go up, to get to that point of enlightenment and also bring it back down into your body so that you can integrate this higher knowledge into into your body and to live in that way, to live embodied with that higher consciousness. But the thing is, on the way to get there, and that's why we would never practice this in in these tantra retreats is because your body has to be free in order to allow that energy to flow and there cannot be any pain body towards the other sex in order to let that energy flow freely so of course you can have your minor little things but that there needs to be a certain level of awareness and of working through all of these things that are connected to polarity to get there Right, right. So, so this is uh, the practices we do are preparation for the possibilities of practicing that. But you don't need sex to have that experience. But sex is a beautiful tool to have a higher amount of intense energy running through your body. Right, right. So I remember the other part of my question now. So just to add yeah. to that mm-hmm. is that so what I really want people to understand from this or something that I want to speak about um just really quick, everybody, we're speaking about the divine polarity right now, if you're just tuning in, and we're doing a retreat it's starting December 8th, and it's linked in the description and the comments. And the question is that how is this work um, beneficial to someone that goes beyond just their relationships and their connections? Mm-hmm. Because, so I asked you, um, can men, you know, you said men can heal a woman, right? So mm-hmm. when you say something like that, a lot of people might think like, oh, I'm a man. I can heal my woman. I can heal mm-hmm. a woman that I'm in love with, that I want to mm-hmm. be with. So can men heal women that aren't 
you know, they're not being intimate with just by living for doing this work, right? And can men help heal other men? Can we have that reciprocation? Oh, yeah, and yeah. If so, how so? Yes. Okay, beautiful. So first of all, the funny thing about Tantra is even when you come and you want to heal your woman, the first thing I'm going to say is like, well, congratulations. Now you're on the journey of your self-healing because you cannot, like you're just coming for your, for yourself. That's the first thing. There is no possibility of trying to heal somebody else if if you don't look at yourself first. And then second, it's it's really about, it's not about relationships. It's about who are you in this life? Who do you want to embody in that life? And it's beautiful if by that your relationships becomes more deep and more beautiful. That is for sure a side effect. But it's not so much about having a certain goal for that. It's much more about how beautiful can I be when we speak about man as a masculine being in this lifetime? To what degree can I overcome all my fears, all my restrictions, all my belief systems that keep me small and maybe also connected to my little self instead of my man self? And can I start feeling that beauty? Because what happens? The more we overcome our traumas and the belief systems and the shame and all of these things as a man, you as a man start embodying that from a very beautiful, blissful, pleasurable place. And you yourself become a, a beautiful person that is not resentful to the outside, that is not useless, aggressive. Like, like you coming with, an, with things or with uh, attributes that actually help your environment to grow instead of making it more distorted. Because what happens, as long as you hold all of these traumas and all of these ideas that you are a victim or that you are not good enough, like all of these things, as long as you hold them, your surrounding suffers from that. Because you portray all of these pains onto the outside. And by that, you don't only give pain to yourself, but also to your surrounding. And by that, the collective can never, never be in a place of love. <laughs> mm -hmm. So you have a responsibility we have a responsibility as men and women to look into these things so that we can actually become empowered for ourselves, empowered, loving and blissful and pleasurable and, and all embracing so that we ourselves become a beautiful human being. And by that, automatically we start healing our relationship because we speak out what is there without distortion. We come from a loving place, from a full place. And by that, you become a beautiful masterpiece of example for other men. It's about who do we want to be? Like when we speak about like the collective consciousness, collective frequency, what can you do as a human being to, to bring something good to that and to die with a smile on your face? And that's only if you show up in the most beautiful way as you can. And that's only possible if we look into all of the ugly spaces of ourselves. And for that, we need intensity and polarity and all of these things to actually see what is there. To wake up of our sleepiness and to look to the little darkness directly in the face and be like, okay, I'm ready because I want to contribute to this beautiful collective consciousness, right? Yeah. Exactly. So what we're going to be doing at the retreat on uh, December 8th to the 14th, we're going to be doing some, it's not the 14th, right? It's 8th until 12th. <laughs> 8th until 12th. We're going to be doing a lot of exercises that embody how do we get to this place. 
And I want to say, I want to give a, a little disclaimer here. So when I say a man heals a woman, you know, that could be taken incorrectly by a lot of people, right? Like um, some people might say, well, I don't need that to heal, right? And and then, so we're not just saying that, we're also saying women healing the men, right? Equally on both levels. So from just to clarify it even deeper, if a man can bring a place of safety for not just um, a partner that he's within with, uh, but also to friends that are women, but even men, because the divine feminine energy that needs to be nurtured and we all have a part of sometimes needs that safety to feel comfortable enough to express ourselves fully. So a man that feels comfortable enough, you correct me if I'm wrong here, a man that feels comfortable enough to express himself fully is tapping into his own feminine energy. And then another man, a brother or something that provides that safety is tapping into his masculine energy to provide that for that person. And then also on top of that will be the presence being able to be present and completely 100% there for whether it's a man or a woman allows you to tap into the masculine energy that allows for whatever who's expressing themselves through that feminine energy to feel vulnerable enough, to feel comfortable enough to have healing because they're being seen and heard, right? So would that kind of be a way to explain what we're talking about here? Yes, it comes. I think it comes very close to how I would explain it. It's, For example... You know, if a man has a lot of trauma regarding the feminine and he witnesses maybe for the first time a very beautiful, healthy expression of the feminine in front of him, he can actually integrate that feminine energy into himself and allow his feminine part to heal from that experience. Because what is not possible for a man when he has not an integrated feminine energy he will not be able to understand the feminine or to to hold space in a good way because this will always be weird for him. So as soon as the the man can integrate these capacity to be nurturing, emotional, like, like he will never be that as an embodiment fully, but he needs these qualities in order to be able to beautifully interact with different situations. Because not always only logic is needed. Sometimes the nurturing aspect is needed. And that will still be a very different nurturing than the feminine nurturing because the feminine has that capacity to nurture like a thousand times more. But that's not a problem because it's just there to be able to connect with each other. Just as the feminine sometimes need the masculine facets to really penetrate uh, space or to really penetrate life, you know, and, and to structure and to go for it. But the man is 1000% better in that, you know. It's just that we can, that we are able to, and that we understand how it works, but then that we can tap back into the qualities that we are really good in, right? right. But this, we need to have both of these qualities uh, integrated in a healthy way in order to also be self-empowered. Because yes. if the feminine loses everything directly when the masculine steps away, that's not healthy. You know, we need to hold, to be able to hold ourselves. But as soon as the masculine is there and he can hold us in a beautiful space, of course, we can tap 100 times more into the feminine, right? And and to really, that's something that is really important for me. I, I, don't, I don't think that a lot of men know how important their energy is, how important this beautiful, guiding and structuring energy is and i can speak for myself i feel 
so relaxed as soon as there's some men in the space who are you know having this structure and everything i can tap so much more into the feminine and it's so really really uh, relieving <clears throat> and the same way i think is for for the men you know if you're around women who are really nurturing and they want to make a loving space and everything you know it's it's just uh you can feel that the the opposites of that battery is so much stronger and the energy is higher and when the energy is higher we are more awake and when we are more awake we are more conscious like it's all you know it's like this endless spiral that spirals up and that's where we want to get to it's beautiful and you know you're tapping into now kind of how i wanted to close this up with as well is it seems that you know we both have these energies first of all this energy is divine energy the masculine and feminine energy right yeah. you can even you can put this energy in relation to the way stars are created the way nebulas are created yeah. the black hole the black hole is the receptive energy right you, so it's the the energy that transcends gender right yeah. as it lowers and lowers in frequency which i don't like to use the word lower let's just say as it comes down to this density yeah. it personifies into physicality in the shiva shakti container right yeah. without the shiva shakti balance there is no container for physicality to manifest it's just expression beyond the physicality yeah. so the two, the energies come down they become shiva shakti we do this dance shiva's the universe holding in the physicality and then we get born onto the planet embodying these traits that are universal concepts right and women are defaulted with the feminine energy men are defaulted with the masculine energy but we both have both both of them and it's important to use both of them when we need them so that we can be balanced and now this gets to my question we're getting to this whole reality where people speak about ma balancing the masculine feminine energy so could you speak on that a bit what's the importance of balancing the masculine feminine energy do we give it too much importance and what does that really mean yeah i think i think the the biggest thing here is that there are so many tips online how to behave as an express divine masculine how to express as an express divine feminine the problem here is as soon as we take these concepts over without feeling them from the truth of our body just as concepts we will still not be in a healthy expression of that because for example if you read online as a man you have to provide but you still have triggers regarding the feminine, right? You still have anger regarding the feminine. Then you might be able to provide for the feminine because you've read it, but you don't yet embody that because there are still triggers underneath it and you will still not be that embodied divine masculine. So the problem here is all of these concepts are just concepts in our minds and, and it's not embodied and not from a healthy point of view. And that is why we want to, in these retreats, really go deeply into all of that that doesn't allow us to have a clear view on how or who we are in this combination of Shiva and Shakti so that we don't learn from our brain what looks like divine feminine and divine masculine, but that we actually lose everything that keeps us away from feeling it in our body because we all know how this is expressed the only thing that keeps us away from that are the distortions in our mind so and if we just read the concepts and we are not going into that with our body and releasing everything that is in between of that free expression 
then there's no healing happening. And then that is still not the divine masculine or divine feminine. That's just another ego perspective that we adapt. So that is why it's so important to go into these practices and to really go to the root of who you are in this expression. So would it be right to say that sexual energy is not the same as sex? Yeah, completely. Because you can fully work with sexual energy without having sex. And you can fully start practicing how to move sexual energy in your body without having sex. And you can fully start establishing a stronger sexuality even without seeing another sex, even without looking at sexes, even just with your body, just feeling the juiciness of being alive, just feeling the juiciness of watching a flower. Just like the more you open your body to all the juiciness that is there in life, the more the sexual energy can flow freely and this creative energy can flow more freely. And by that, again, you create more intensity in your body, more consciousness, more awareness, less sleepiness. And by that, you expand. Mm -hmm. So would would a good example be that if the masculine energy, based on safety, the feminine energy has creativity and intuition, you can utilize your sexual energy in order to enhance those abilities that obviously when someone says to you, oh, I'm working on being a safe person for everyone, you don't immediately go to sex or sexuality, but you're saying, but through those avenues of realizing what it means to be in that polarity, we're able to focus on those things. Yes, and yeah, totally. And also in sexuality has so many different aspects. For example, also sexual energy in a man, when we speak about that, for him, it can also mean that he becomes more creative and more, you know, like, because that's also his feminine part. And at yeah. the other, and in the other sense, he can actually start learning that this sexual energy that he has has a penetrating force. So it actually brings somehow a different energy into the room when he goes fully embodied into a room with his sexual energy. And, and people just feel, oh, there is a man now in the space. <laughs> and to also learn, because in, in order to be a safe man for example you have to know as a man that you are safe no matter what so you have to know first that you are safe in order to become a safe man for the outside and what Mm -hmm. that also means sometimes to to be in high sexuality in high sexual energy to maybe even be attracted to somebody and to still be able to fully be inside of your body focus calm and maybe Mm -hmm. even moving that energy but that you know that you can trust yourself that even if you have highly uh, primordial um, inputs from the outside, no matter if it's food, if it's drugs, if it's sex, all of these things, that you can stand and rule yourself mm-hmm. so that you actually can start trusting yourself that no matter what happens on the outside, you are rooted within yourself and you can decide no matter what. And you, you are not ruled by these things. Yeah. And then you become a safe man. If you start trusting yourself fully without sneaking anywhere, you know, without not looking into it, without saying like, oh, no, I should just do it one more time. It's like, no, can I fully look into it? Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. So yeah. to everybody tuning in here, we're going to close out in a second. I just want to share as well that and, you know, this is a separate broadcast in the whole workshop to even speak <laughs> about this topic. But sexuality and our sexual energy, um, just a couple summer things to summarize what we spoke about here, doesn't really doesn't have to connect specifically to sex. These are creative energies of the universe. 
and concepts on how we can be just present with our life, with our family members, with our friends, with ourselves, ultimately first, right? And the reason why sexual energy, and I don't think I have to convince anybody out there, has been so distorted, and we've been um, throwing all types of distractions uh, in order to really take us away from what the polarity of who we are is, whether it comes from you know, the over-sexualization of the external world fed back to us is because there are those that are out there, whether it's some universal energy force, whether it's some grounded governmental agencies that are aware that that energy is so powerful and the best way to keep us under control and victimized to the system is by messing with our sexuality and the energy. So this work is so important. And I shared this last time we did the stream. I cried at the first retreat in November of last year. Uh, at the end, I was like teary-eyed and I said, wow, after I've been in this work since 2001. Since 2001, 22 years later, I finally found a modality after hundreds of modalities that worked, right? And that I felt a change in me. I felt comfortable and safe being myself for the first time fully in that much time. And I was like, wow, this is the real work. I finally found something that really just like penetrates through all the other things and gets to the core of what is really going on with us. So by doing this work, by coming to these retreats, you have the opportunity to um, to really, really go deep and to see yourself on a level you may not have seen yourself before in a place where you're held and it's and safe with other people that are also doing that work. And after you're done with this experience, you get to really start integrating this and in how it will affect your life. You know, I did um, Kali level retreat one. This is level two, which is one and two combined. So, you know, if I got that much out of that one retreat, I can only imagine what's going to be happening at this one here. So if any of you are, you know, really ready to do that work and not, you know, don't, if you feel that Tantra is just one thing, hopefully from this stream and the last one, you're realizing is so much more and that. It's not for, oh, just if you want to fix a relationship with a person or if you just want to be in a partnership. This is really oh, how do you harmonize the relationship with yourself, right? And then what comes after that? And I feel everybody wants that, right? So if you're interested in it, I'm going to share this website right now with you all. Please do come and um, be a part of this. It's in Tulum. If you haven't been in Tulum before, beautiful area. I'm sure most of you have heard of this place in the Yucatan Peninsula in the state of Quintana Roo, about two hours south of Cancun. And you can find the information here on kali-academy.co slash kali-retreats. It's right there. It's in the description. It's also in the chat. And for everybody on the Port of Suspension podcast, it's in the description there too. Just go to retreats, scroll down. This one's the first one is for next year, so it's not that one. It's the second one here, Kali Tantra Retreat Level 2. And take a look at what we're going to be, um, what, what you're going to be experiencing there. And um, Easy, I'd love for you to maybe just speak a little bit about the actual retreat and what people can expect. Okay. So I think you can read the name of it, Kali Tantra Retreat. And maybe what that means is we really want to first wake ourselves up from the sleepiness, from the you know, numbness and really get into our body. So that, that is the first thing we do always. We first go into uh, who we are, what we are as a as a man, as a woman, and to start slowly, slowly getting into um, our power again and feeling our fire and that aliveness that is in within our body. 
And we will also dive a little bit into the taboos, into everything that we try to hide, into our shadows. That is the main part of what we do. Eh? We want to go into everything that, that keeps us small in a way. And then we will also dive into the feminine traumas, into the masculine traumas. And then we will combine both in the end and get together from that point of, of where we really went through the traumas and to just see how we relate differently afterwards. And by that, we will also learn how to actually use, as we just spoke about that, how to use the feminine energy as the woman to really upgrade the man and to to empower the man with that beautiful feminine energy. And then the other way around, how as a man can I work with my masculine energy in order to make the feminine more expressed? So we will learn how to get each other more deeply into to the energy of of the other, which is beautiful to just see how how one can transform the other. And uh, yeah, then you will learn how to establish sexual energy within your body also here not through sex, not through sexual practices, but much more how you can have tools in order to increase the energy amount in your body and actually also to move it through your body. Because it's important that that sexual energy doesn't only reside in, in the lower body, but that it actually can come up and back down. So that is what we want to learn as well. Beautiful. Uh, yes, and then the last one, facing the 12 inner demons, it's mm -hmm. basically the the en encompassing all the traumas that we have regarding polarity and regarding self-expression and self-intimacy uh, with the self. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So everybody, kali-academy.co under retreats, go to level two there. Again, we're in Tulum and you can see here is some images of the area. Truly going to be a beautiful place. You did a retreat there before, right? So do you want to talk about how amazing places that we're going to be doing this at yes that's our space on the left side of practice this, which one? this one here this no, is no, yeah, yeah 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 we have been there last december and it was really beautiful so go to the website under retreats and when you click on this link here you're going to be taken over to this form go ahead and fill it out you know we'll get all the information from you and um, it would be great to see you guys. So if you really want to just do the deep work and also be in a beautiful place in Tulum with other people that are also doing that work, please do join. And just to reiterate, it's not about what well, it is. It's about doing your own inner work. And a lot of people tuning in here are aware that we are here to be the beacons of frequency on the planet just by moving through the earth, right? The interactions we have, the connections we have. And by doing the work, like the deep, deep work for yourself, right? And transcending your own limitations and fears, right? Figuring out who you truly are, what you truly want, and respecting yourself enough. You're able to move forward in the world and provide that insight to everybody and that reflection just by your conversations and interactions with them, right? Mm -hmm. So um, this is the first retreat that I'm co-producing with, with Isabel. And I've done so much work with her that I'm so um, um, in such support of this work and what she's doing that I'm just excited not only to be helping her facilitate it, but being a part of this because this has really been life-changing for me as well. So I hope to see some of you there. And Isabel, before we close off, do you have any final things you want to share? Uh, I am just super excited to to be there in December because I will be there already now and have a, a 10 days deep dive. So I cannot wait to 
to just come with that energy into that container and um there actually it's it's half full already so uh i'm excited i already feel how everything is coming together so i would love to see some new faces so we have a question here really quick and kazami yes. just joined in she's saying can we come to the retreat if we have not done one prior and um, spoke about it a little earlier, which is this is not just for level two. This is going to be deeper work. So it's for level one and two. It's level two because of the container, extra time. We're going to be doing deeper work. But maybe you can speak a little bit about, um, maybe you can speak specifically to people who have never done this work before yes, and yes. how they would feel. Yes. So what I actually um, want to say to that, so if you decide to come, I will offer a call one week prior for those people who have never been to a Tantra retreat to, to make a little intro for that uh, and to allow everybody to arrive a little bit into the idea of Tantra. And it's really not a problem if you've never been. Like even, you know, it's, it's, it depends on how you act in your real life. And if you're ready to be responsible and to, to really face stuff, then there will be no problem with coming to the level two. It's it's much more, level two just means we're doing one more day. It's going to be a little bit more intense. And if you're ready for that work, you can also come if you have no experience and just come to the call before so that you can get your questions answered. And also we'll just introduce a little bit. Um, yeah, and then you're fully fine. Amazing. All right, everybody. So thank you so much for tuning in here today. Again, the website is kali-academy.co. Hope to see some of you there. And um, I'll be live again in a couple of days on this channel with a UFO disclosure update. So stay tuned for that. We have a lot of amazing things coming up at Portal to Ascension. Love you all so much. Thank you for tuning in. See you later. Thank you so much for tuning in to Portal to Ascension Radio. Be sure to visit portaltoascension.org to access our extensive library of presentations and sign up for exclusive content and connect with us on Instagram at Portal to Ascension. Now is the time that we've been waiting for and we exist to assist in laying the foundation for a new world that works for the upliftment for all of humanity. Until next time, continue the quest, push the boundaries of your understanding and we will all ascend to greater heights.